Hey everybody and welcome back to Nerd to the Third, your stop for video games, movies, and everything nerd culture. Today we're bringing you the Power of Three with your host, Nick, Chuck, and the ever-rotating third chair. You wouldn't want to get stuck in her if you were a mosquito from Jurassic Park, Amber! That get makes it? no sense, but hey! Get it! It makes sense in my I eyes. I got it. I got it. It took a while. It was a walk. <laughs> it was a walk, yes. Let it be I, Just let I, it I never I got my daily easy. exercise in with that walk, so uh, I'm good. All right. So, uh, Amber, why don't you tell people uh, who you are? What, what what do you do? Tell people about myself. Yeah. Um, I'm just a regular person, a really lazy nerd. I'm not as, like committed as you guys in that world but um yeah i work for ubisoft nothing glamorous i'm not a developer so don't ask me any questions <laughs> yeah what about that there uh, assassin's creed when do so you what, think the uh the new beyond good and evil is coming out then don't you know? <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about oh my um, god <laughs> so what do you do uh, at ubisoft all right would you be comfortable of saying what you do do or would that be like confidential you said do do yeah i like you already. but yeah I, it's just a support role so again i don't do anything glamorous mm-hmm. at all so not really exciting whatsoever well i mean that's still pretty cool like us nerds here you work at ubisoft and i mean that's like what you get to work for what? a company that i play you know, like even if it, even if you were like in the cafeteria or something like that, it's like it's still you're there, you're contributing, you know. And then obviously, like like that's that's all I would need. I'd just be giving mashed potatoes to people and be like, "Hey, I have this really good idea." <laughs> it's a little bit more glamorous than mashed potatoes. Like I do work in the social media realm. Oh, cool! So, cool, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, uh, great to have you on board. And Chuck has been on here before. You are also known as the Bipartisan Gamer. You can find him at Bipartisan Gamer on Twitter. Um, yeah. And uh, let's just let's get into it with grinding. Make sure to go to TX3 Productions, and that's on Twitter, or Threat X3 Productions on Facebook, or if you just add at gmail threadx 3 productions at gmail.com and you can shoot us a line that way um and make sure also to subscribe to our youtube we're starting to come up with um many videos per week at least like three videos per week and so we're getting a lot better at that and it's actually been like really fun um because i'm i've i'm a broken record but i'm a i'm a bus driver now so i have this nice little chunk in between my shifts that i don't have anything else to do but my head is still in work mode so it's like it's it's nice to get some work done so um it's been really fun making videos i'm actually making a video now uh on uh zombies i'm having a lot of fun with black ops for zombies and so i'm kind of just like taking that and making a, a video about it so I'm, I'm actually really excited about that um And so, yeah, check that out on YouTube. Let's get to our first segment. It came from the interweb. So it came from the interweb is where we take a nice uh, 
story from the internet and we just talk about it. So today is actually James Gunn might be directing again. More specifically, Suicide Squad 2. So, that's interesting. So, Amber, um, I, I mean, since... Since you're here, we might as well ask you about what did you think, first off, about the original, like, James Gunn situation. The whole Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because one, one, you're you're a mother. So, I mean, they were kid-related jokes that were a little effed up. And two, you're you're a woman. So, you know, like, it's just going to be a different perspective. So I'd really like to know. We're talking about tweets from, (laughs) what, 10 years ago? Yeah. 12? maybe yeah like it and i think too it's about the presentation mm-hmm. like that whole thing um who was bringing it up <laughs> like i personally don't have a problem with it i mean i'm sure i've been on twitter for over 10 years mm-hmm. myself so when that happened i actually for the first time like hmm maybe i should go back and make sure I like I haven't <laughs> tweeted anything. <laughs> I mean, I don't work, you know, for Marvel. It's not like I'm getting it. Right. I'm not a director. <laughs> but I was just like, you know, it makes you stop to think, should I be filtering myself more? Yeah. Like, yeah, just the world that we live in. But honestly, I mean, obviously it was off color. It it they were really, really bad jokes. Like not even yeah funny like they were just bad all the way around and but to the best of my knowledge he had apologized right for that well after and way before this event took place right and so, i mean that's the most confusing part about it because especially like when he got the job pretty much as the guardians of the galaxy director like this stuff had already came up back in 2012 i want to say and so this stuff was already out there people had already pointed it out but now living it's so weird that 2012 and 2018 like freak out culture has changed so much that now he can get fired for something that he was already you know called out for i feel like it's also very much a disney thing i guess but it's like I don't know. It's just so weird, you know. Did it's Disney so weird forget that... their own controversial past with a character literally named Jim Crow right. in front of uh, yeah, Indians entire, in uh, Peter Pan? Mm-hmm. No, it's not like Disney has the clearest track record in their past. Right. I agree. I mean, I get what they're going for now, but then you see who James Gunn is now and you see what's going on. And so... To to just do that at, so much after the fact, you know, which is why it's actually so comforting that now he's at least getting a job somewhere else. Now, granted, I don't know, um, you know, this might be completely useless by the time this podcast actually goes out. But um, as far as I know, like, you know, it, he's in talks. It's, you know, towards the end of the talks. Usually we don't hear things until it's pretty green lighted. Um, And so this actually makes me happy. I mean, number one, I actually like Suicide Squad. I'm one of the people I think Uh, out there who have little respect for you on that. that (laughs) Really? The Last Jedi? Let's not get started Uh, with that. I'm just saying I went to the I went to a theater opening night. I was so excited. And it was like it wasn't even like terrible. It was just so boring. I was like, oh, this like nothing is happening. This is really weird. 
there's plenty happening, but anyway. And why bring Harley Quinn with a hammer to fight an ancient witch? It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great move for Warner Brothers. Yeah, you know, 100%. Like, just because it's a, a controversy right now. Like, you right. might as well hire the guy. He's obviously a good director. Mm-hmm. Keep the spin going. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think a lot of uh, a, what a lot of people are connecting is the fact that you have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a group of misfits and Suicide Squad is obviously, you know, a bunch of criminals. And so, you, I mean, you could kind of make the same um, comparison to that. So it's like we already know he can do it with with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So now let's give him these other, you know, characters, which I mean, arguably I would say that that is probably the best part about the movie is like the characters, Mm -hmm. you know, the story and yes, the giant sky beam and everything like that. I can completely agree with that. Even though I still love the movie, I can completely agree with that criticism and just like, why, why is there this big powerful witch? You know, it kind of seems like maybe they should have saved that for the second movie. But anyways, putting that aside, you know, the characters themselves and the the structure of the group is really interesting. And so now mm-hmm. you take that same structure, you take those same characters, and you give it to a person like James Gunn. And now I feel like if, with his type of humor and the type of humor that we got from Gaddians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Gaddians. Boston Gaddians of the Galaxy. <laughs> the Gaddians. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I, don't I said know how that. that I don't know either. Like every <laughs> once in a while, I'm just like derp a derp. Um, but anyways, you take that same t- style of humor, and it would fit absolutely perfectly. Um, and funny thing is, is that they kind of tried that in Suicide Squad one, but I really don't know if David Ayers was really up for it because it there was some good parts. Uh, as far as like jokes and stuff but then there were some that just kind of fell flat so now you take like the same time attitude but you present it in the right way which is what i think james gunn can do and all of a sudden it might actually end up turning out to be an even better movie yeah like like you were saying how james has shown that he can make that kind of thing go together with a large ensemble Mm -hmm. i think with a lot of dcu movies or whatever it is they call it um their, the sum of their parts never equals their whole. Like, you look at all the parts that they should have, and it's like, this should be great. And it never actually pans out. Except maybe yeah. Wonder Woman. I thought that one was... There, there's been some okay ones, but they haven't had that great success. Yeah, And I think James Gunn's has proven he is a great director who can definitely, get something. Definitely. So you give him Will Smith, and I would love to see what they could do with that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then also as someone who comes from like a comedy background, like I, I am still doing a lot of comedy and stand up, I've known a lot of people to say super controversial things just to try to get attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, if he was trying to be a comedian, that's probably something that he did, like saying terrible things because people think, especially with Tosh and uh, Anthony Jeselnik and those guys gotten popular. Oh, if I just say something really outlandish and really crazy, I'll get noticed. But right. It's just something every, not every, but something a lot of young comedians go through. And I thought we were past it until all of a sudden it's like, nope, we're going to fire him. And I was like, oh, that's a, yeah. I thought, I thought it was a really dumb decision to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then as kind of like a, a, a question on this, I don't know if you've been following Batista who is in his drafts, of course. <laughs> oh he yeah. He's saying, super controversial. <laughs> mm-hmm, and he's saying, sign me up for, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, not Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Suicide Squad 2, who do you want to see him be? 
uh, in the movie. Ooh. They should they should have him replace as the uh, the the crocodile guy. Take whoever ah. played him at and just have whoever, whoever played the crocodile guy. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> sorry, I was thinking a third Joker. Sorry. You know, we need another. one. <laughs> Don't you mean oh, like a fourth goodness. or a fifth? Because oh, yeah. we got Joaquin. Excuse me, I sneezed. Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, I I'm okay with Joaquin. Excuse me, I sneezed. Uh, Phoenix doing it, but it the the makeup. It's like I don't know. It's like we've had so many re quote unquote reimagines of him so far, and okay. So Suicide Squad, I actually like Jared Leto's Joker, and I I accept him as the Joker clearly or only under the fact that there's a multiverse and he is just one of the Jokers. <laughs> That's clear. the only way I'm able to accept him as the Joker. After saying that, I can totally understand why people hate him. He should him. have been the main villain of the movie. Oh, yes, I know. I totally And that agree. would make sense why Harley Quinn was there. It would make sense exactly. why, like, the whole thing. Exactly. So, but uh, putting putting that aside... Um, like he, I don't know. Like I felt, I feel like somehow, I don't know how, but somehow like the, uh, the tattoos and stuff actually fit more than this really weird clown makeup. Cause it's like, I've never really seen joke, even though obviously he is like very jokative and stuff. I've never seen him as an actual clown. So it's like, now we're getting this weird joker who actually has clown makeup, not just, a white face and green, you know, like it's so weird. I don't know. I know at points in the comic book, like uh, when one of his many origin stories, he has been a clown. Oh, yeah. um, hmm. And I remember even in the Batman. Animated I'm just not series, a nerd and read. <laughs> oh, sorry. Even in the Batman animated series, I remember, uh, which I just watched somewhat recently, he showed up to a party as a clown and kidnapped a kid. So he has done it, but I can, I can agree when I first saw it, I was like, well, that looks a little odd. But I'm yeah. actually just more curious just to see how the whole thing goes and exactly what this is. Like, if, like so if he does really good, if, like, everyone loves this new Joker movie, then does he just replace uh, Jared Leto's Joker? Like, I don't know what the yeah. end goal is. Like, like, what are they trying to do with multiple right. Jokers? It's just, like, it's just confusing to me. The only thing that would make sense is that if, uh, if Jared Leto ends up being Jason Todd. Ah, okay, yeah, that could work. Yeah, uh, especially because a lot of people were pointing That'd out that... would be retconning the shit out of it, but that could work. <laughs> um, but they, uh, a lot of people were pointing out how he, he has grill on his teeth, and so that could be from Joker, what maybe the Joaquin Joker, maybe him beating the crap out of him and knocking his teeth out. And so then from the trauma, he, like, turns himself into a version of the Joker or some, you know, something along okay, those lines. Okay, that just sounds like fan fiction. I know, right? It, it's a fan theory. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I remember even before Suicide Squad came out, that's what people were saying. Like, oh, right. this isn't a... Uh... This is an our Joker. This is yeah. Hashtag not my Joker. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, James Gunn. Good for him. I hope it's. I hope it's true. I hope it's actually happening. Um, if Batista, you know, if they kill off Drax and it's like, oh yeah, he'll be one of the ones that actually stayed in. You know, I I would miss it. Obviously, let me let me preface that. But at the same time, if that means he can go and do something he's a little bit more passionate about, I'd much rather see. Dave Batista in a role that he's passionate about because he's good. You know, it's like Blade Runner, oh, like the little time he was on screen there. Oh my God. Um, anyways, but yeah, I mean, 
I just hope everything goes good. So, so yeah, that is that is James Gunn. So like, uh, hopefully that goes good. Up next, let's talk about the best trailers of the week. Let's go. Let's let's go alphabetically. Oh God! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll save the best for last. So much structure. <laughs> I'll save the best for last. But let's talk about Animal Cemetery. Um, so, have you guys seen the original Animal Cemetery? And so, therefore, can Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Correction. Sorry. Is that what I did? Know, I have I a know name what it or is. Did they rechange the name or something? I'm assuming, like, the first one was Pet Cemetery, Stephen King's novel. Oh, okay. And then this one is just, like, a remake, so they're like, oh, now it's all animals, so it's uh, animals. That way they can have know. an elephant in it, you know, because the elephant is in a pet. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, um, so, like, let's start with Amber. Amber, have you seen the original movie and or read the book? Both. Both. Yes. Okay. So then yeah. watching the trailer, what's your what's your reaction to it? And then what would you say is your quote unquote hype level? Um hype level zero. Oh just wow. Start there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it just looks very much it's ex- when I say it's a remake, like it's literally a remake. Oh, like, okay. The kid is the same age, the little boy, mm-hmm. like the truck coming down the road you know that's because that's they the point is this family moves into this house and it's very close to a road with very busy like logging trucks mm, okay. and supposedly that's why there's this pet cemetery because you know everybody that's had a pet gets it gets run over because of this dangerous road oh, okay um but the, i mean there is more of a creepy factor in this one because it shows like these random children that aren't the children that have recently moved into the house. You just assume they're like nomadic tribe of local children. Oh yeah. Right. But like with these weird animal masks on and drumming. And so that was odd. But other than that, it pretty much just looks like, Oh, we bury stuff and it comes back alive and then tries to get us. Yeah, see, now, me personally, I have not seen the movie and or read the book. So it's like, I see this, and the only thing I could say positive would be that it kind of looks like maybe they're trying to go for the same look as It, and It did so well, in my opinion. I can't wait for, like, the second one, because it seems like they're going to try to, you know, change the mistakes that the, you know, the TV series did. Um, not only that, but obviously just the, you know, the first movie, it by itself was way better, in my opinion, of than the... Yeah, I was going to say, I preferred the, the original with that one as well. Oh, really? Well, I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just me. I just like... I, I think it's nostalgia related, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, especially if you grew up on it. But I'm I'm excited for it. And, um, but yeah, that's really all I can say positive because um, for me, it's like, I don't know that much about it. So it was definitely one of those trailers where it's like, here's... Here's the bullet points, and it's like, okay, John Lithgow, okay, I like him. All right, uh, uh, yeah, I'm confused. I still only <laughs> see like Harry and the Hendersons every time I see him in anything. Really, mine is definitely Third <laughs> Rock from the Sun. But as you know, I don't do spookums. Uh, you don't do spookums? I don't do You don't do like spoopy? I don't like spookums at all. I'm not about it. 
Um, and especially when it comes to spookums involving things that I shouldn't be afraid of, things that should be afraid of me. <laughs> like children, small animals. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Skipping those for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that it was an Indian burial ground thing, but then I'm thinking that's poltergeist. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not very much good with this conversation. Even in the first one, it kind of leaves that open-ended. Like yeah. It, it kind of gives a hint that it's like some kind of ancient burial ground, but then, you know, it's become this other thing. So you really don't ever really know yeah. why. And it then it has happens. to make it more confusing by having like the drumming and the people with the yeah. masks on. So then it makes you, I mean, it, it's maybe gonna they're going to towards witchcraft or something. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. So, um, sorry. Right. What about glass? What do we think about? We'll start with Chuck this time. Glass. Have you seen the trailers? And they just came out with the second trailer, so it's looking even better. So, so I wanted to hold off on watching Glass because I the trailer for it because I haven't seen Split yet. Um, <laughs> I have seen um, is it Unbreakable? Yes. And I was a big fan of Unbreakable, especially because it's set in Philadelphia, my hometown. Um, and I was a really big. F- I was a really big fan of that one. Um, and then I had had it, you know, it was the worst kept secret after a while that Split was a spin, like, was connected to um, the uh, Unbreakable. So, I mean, you really? Put, did you, you have that spoiled for you? Because I did not know until I actually watched the movie. Uh, no, I because. I didn't know I, it all until just now. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't know um, until after it came out, and then like it was just everywhere that like, they oh, were connected. Oh, gotcha. Um, like there was literally like I hate this is like a, a tangent, but I hate when, especially when like sites like IGN do this, where they'll be like, uh, click on this for a spoiler, but like the picture itself is like a, spo- a spoiler. Yeah, like the, like, the, if the half the screen, yeah. everything. If half the screen is split and half the screen is uh, um, unbreakable, I could probably be like. Oh, I'm a guess that they're connected somehow because right. So not very subtle. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I, I was, I was actually kind of really, I was digging the trailer because, um, yeah, I, I watched Split when it came onto Hulu, so it's like I watched it well after the fact, and I'm like, oh, I heard a lot of good things about this, and somehow I had stayed away from the spoiler that it is somehow connected to Unbreakable or whatever. And so it, it literally was us watching the movie, and then all of a sudden Bruce Willis is there, and I'm like, what the f-? I'm like, yes, what? What is this? And the fact that, like, I just had no idea, like, made the enjoyment, like, even that much better. It's just like, oh, okay, these are connected. And so then after that, that's when I went online and be like, oh, yeah, everybody else already knew about this, so darn it um but i i like what they're going with this and i also like just how m night Shyamalan was able to do this without making a big deal about it you know because it's like the dceu neck or, or even just dc in general every time they come out with a movie people are like okay is this connected what timeline is this you know is this a different universe is this connected it's so conf- even venom is another really good example venom came out and everybody's just like okay what's the connection to spider-man it's so damn confusing whereas this we were able to enjoy split as a completely separate movie and just as a origin story to you know his arch enemy or not arch enemy i guess glasses and arch enemy you know what i mean anyways but it was just its <laughs> own movie and it wasn't until the very end that it's like oh by the way 
I'm just going to blow your mind, you know, because what a twist, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, now they're coming out with glass and I mean, it just looks like M. Night Shyamalan has finally like really started to hit his stride again. And I feel like he started with, it was like a found footage film. A lot of people seem to like that. And then split kind of solidified that, okay, no, he's actually back. And so now we're here, we have glass and I feel like now he's just on an upward trajectory. So I'm really hoping that, you know, it, it keeps going that way. So, uh, Amber, what, what, what are you thinking? I mean, it looks interesting, but I wasn't really invested in Unbreakable. Okay. Like, I remember seeing that in the theater and being kind of disappointed, to be honest. Yeah. It wasn't what I expected it to be, which I guess isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as far as this this new movie, I mean, it looks interesting, but I'm kind of... It's hard to tell from the trailer alone. Like, I watched the second one. and. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely good acting. You can't go wrong with that. I'm just wondering if there's enough substance yeah. there that I'll actually enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea of, you know, Mr. Glass or whatever basically being like... The mastermind. Yes, the mastermind. And so now he's got to, since he's so easily breakable and he's going against somebody who's unbreakable, he then has to find somebody who can take him on and, you know, fulfill his base, basically his childhood dream, which is to become uh, <laughs> a villain. World. So, um, but yeah, it's really interesting. And so, um, yeah, so far I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to go, ready to go. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and then the, uh, the last trailer of the week that we're going to talk about is a dog way home or a dog's way home. What, what do you think about that? Amber? It looks precious. Oh my God, so precious. (laughs) So precious. But, I mean, it pretty much looks... What was the other movie? Is this like a a sequel to the... What was the first one? Well, it's not necessarily a sequel, but I think it's like by the same author. Uh, But A Dog's Purpose was the other (laughs) movie. A Dog's Purpose. So I think it's like the same people and the same author that are making the, the movie or whatever. So, you know. So, yeah, it comes out in January. I mean, that's a good time for, like, everybody's kind of, you know, needs a little uplifting after the holidays. (laughs) I've gotten fat. Now let me just, you know, feel good about myself. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So I think it's, like, a good launch time. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, will I see it in theaters? No. Um, I definitely will not either. And that's because I've already seen the flippin' movie. This is one of those trailers. <laughs> Hot take, everybody. Get your oven mitts ready. Um, this is definitely a trailer, and I freaking hate these trailers. But why would I watch this movie? I have already seen the movie, and it only took me two minutes and 45 seconds. And I've seen the entire movie. Oh, no, the dog's little. Okay, now he's grown up. Okay, now he gets lost. Okay, he decides to jump the fence, which is totally ripped from Home and Bound. Um, Yes, squirrel. Um, But and then he saves somebody from an avalanche, which totally happens in Homeward Bound as well. Only he it's a little kid who is like in a lake or something. I don't know. 
But like even that happens in Homeward Bound. But then the worst and most egregious part, like I will admit that I'm like, oh, this looks so uplifting. I'm so, oh my god, this would be a perfect one to go see with uh, my daughter Zoe Ann because she loves animals. But then, dun dun dun, it shows the freaking ending. It shows the dog getting back to its owner, and I'm like. You just ruined your entire movie. Now, for all of you out there thinking, well, Nick, you just ruined it for me. No, the marketing department. Because even if you just watch the freaking trailer, it ruins it for you. And I'm like, two things. Number one, like, do you have so little um, faith in your movie that it's like, here, guys, just watch the movie. And then if you like it, go, go, go. You know what I mean? And two... Like, are they just that clueless? Like, because this isn't the first time. It happens, like, so often. Like, Sony does really bad um, at, like, showing their last frame of the movie in their trailers. And obviously they disguise it or whatever. It's not, like, super obvious like this one is. But still, like, they're really bad at it. And so... And, uh, you know this is Sony, right? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um, another, another really good example of of a trailer that made me feel the exact same way is uh letters to Juliet. It's this Amanda Seifel or Seifel. I don't care. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> but the trailer, <laughs> so shut up. the trailer, it pretty much goes beat for beat. And then it even, so the whole point of the movie letters to Juliet is that she finds this older lady and she had left a letter and she wanted to find this like, old love of hers or whatever but in the trailer it shows her finding their old love and they even freaking kiss in the trailer it's like why would i go see that movie it's you've given it away you've ruined the surprise the tension every time you think to yourself is she gonna make it are they gonna meet each other are they gonna still love each other is he gonna be totally over her no no freaking tension at all you just know exactly what's gonna happen and the exact same thing for this why I there's no tension every time we think oh no the dog's gonna die I already know it doesn't <laughs> I mean even the CGI that they paid a lot of money for to put in the trailer um you're like oh no a mountain lion it's a puma oh but we're friends <laughs> yay it's my best friend <laughs> I guess it would just fall into the category of like whether you think the journey is more important or the destination I feel like with most movies going yeah. into it, you know, you, you, you pretty much know what's going to happen. It's not like when I watch like Black Panther, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Black Panther's going to die. Or when you watch Guardians, and I know like that might be a bit example because of the whole event, uh, <laughs> yeah. Avengers <laughs> thing. So but even much. then, people are like, oh, it, it seemed, anyway, I won't get into that. But you know, it's not like when you're watching James Bond, you're like, oh, I wonder if James Bond's going to die. Like, you know. Right. We know what's going to happen, but as long as the ride is entertaining, I think it's is what the thing is. The but problem. they show you the ride too. That's yeah, I think exactly. that's the issue. Yeah, like, I mean, a really good example is uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. You pretty much see the whole movie in that trailer too. I don't remember that the the Spider-Man: Homecoming trailer, but yeah, 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 yeah. You see. You see him. He has his he has his nice fancy suit. He's out doing stuff. Um, Tony Stark has tell him, "No, you need to stick to the neighborhood." Um, then they show the boat. The he gets mad at him because he almost killed a bunch of people on the boat, and then he takes his suit away. So then he has his suit, and then the whole last scene where he's on that plane and it's going through the 
it's going through the city and he has to like you know steer it around or whatever yeah they show all of that and they even show like the last like um fight scene where he's like on the beach and there's like the crash all around him they even show that granted they don't show like him literally defeating the vulture or whatever but it's like at that point it's like well yeah he's going to defeat him <laughs> i mean it's yeah and even then i would i would argue that even that isn't as egregious as a dog's purpose or a dog's way home when they literally just show him oh yeah he's home don't worry about it <laughs> And just a thought I had, too. I know, like, uh, a lot of people Careful are very sensitive. I know. It can be dangerous. Uh, <laughs> very sensitive with, like, dogs and stuff. And I feel like most of the people who would go see this movie, they were like, well, I don't want to see it if the dog dies. Like, I don't want to see a sad movie with a dog. And so <laughs> they might be. Dead. We don't need another old yellow. Exactly. So they might or be, like, Marley feeling, like, hey, like, just so you know, like, it's going to have some moments, <laughs> but everything's going to be fine. And then, like, I, I know people will be like, Oh, well, if the dog's, like, uh, my fiance's grandma, she'd be like, oh, is this a sad movie if I had seen it before? And if mm. I said that it was, she wouldn't watch it. And I was like, oh, but you'd really like it. She's like, nope, don't want to see it. So you're saying they're advertising to old people and snowflakes. <laughs> pretty much, like, p- partly. <laughs> they just, it's pretty much just the world we live in. They want to let people know, like, hey. We're going to go through a ride. It's going to be exciting, and no one's going to get hurt. It's just fine. <laughs> this whole trailer is just a whole trigger warning. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's just doggos, and it's Yeah, it's totally and the doggos is going to be fine. It's not going to get hurt. It's going to be good. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Just get. Just what if it was like a twist, it. and it was actually a story about the mountain lion and the dog having like a super animal baby? Yeah, a cat dog, cat dog. (laughs) They got to protect their dog, their new pet baby from, like, the government. Like, oh, I did not see this coming. I would watch that movie, I'm just saying. And then M. Night Shyamalan shows up, he's like, what a twist. (laughs) Uh, See, now we just called it. We just called it. (laughs) Trademarked. Nobody steal that. Yeah. Oh, man. So yeah, I mean that's that's what we think about the trailers. If you guys have a chance to go to check them out, let us know what you think, and if you agree with my obsession with the dog's way home. Um, but yeah, up next we're going to talk about so we're going to have a nice open discussion. Are we? Are we? Which I guess I never, uh, I never, I never updated my. Yeah, I was gonna say, (laughs) uh, what's your what's your topic? Okay, it's like what I mentioned last time because it's what I'm completely obsessed with right now. Mm -hmm. The man in the high castle. Oh, okay. I'm watching. Have you guys watched it? I'm watching season three right now. I'm on episode. Okay, okay. Is that okay, the one where the Nazis won in, World War II? Yeah, the Nazis yes. and Japanese and uh, Japan uh, oh, won okay, World okay, War. Okay. So we lost World War II, and it's like an alternate history. Fake news. <laughs> I just so I only <laughs> found it like a month ago. Like I think I started watching it in August and like binged season one and season two. Right, that's the so, best way to do it nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is, especially with this show, because like the whole first season, I liked it, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't sure if I was invested because I was really confused. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you've watched it, you know why. Mm -hmm. So, but then by the second season, it, there's more development. And then you actually, though, find yourself sympathizing with certain 
parties that necessarily you didn't think you would ever sympathize with, aka Nazis. <gasps> so <laughs> it's Fascist. very Yeah, it's really, really weird. Um, but season three just came out, so I kind of feel like with season three, I'm back at season one. Oh, yeah. Because I'm not sure if I'm invested yet in season three. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Hmm. But I adore it. I just love, 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 love it. Yeah, I agree um, with them taking characters here. Like, you know, normally in, in film, if you have a Nazi or if you have like someone from the Japanese Empire, it's like instantly... That's a bad guy, and that's like a, it's a piece of shit, and I, I'm not a fan of this person. Um, but they really do take the time to, like, make these characters human, and, like, they are affected by the things that they're doing. Like, with a villain and with, like, people in movies when they're just mustache twirling, like, I'll destroy the world because I want to. After a while, that just loses interest, but when you have, like, a True. flawed and conflicted character, that's what carries you through, because even people fighting... For the other side, like fighting for um, against the fascism, mm. even some of them are like, "You're kind of a dick." Like, I don't really like you. Yeah, like, they're I, a little bit shady. <laughs> yeah, like you're not that nice of a person, is what I'm figuring out. And that's like the shades of gray is where things are really interesting. Yeah, that's but Rufus Sewell, you know, he plays the Obergruppenführer, and he is just the character that I'm completely obsessed with. Which I love him as an actor, like a Knight's from Tale. Knight's Tale. Oh, take yeah. my breath away! <laughs> exactly. Kill what's but, his name uh, in that movie? Um, uh, Heath Ledger, and you just you win, you win. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I win. I win the day, Rufus Sewell. How um, <laughs> glass? But yeah, I, I am so obsessed with Obergruppen and Fira right now. Like I'm just, I can't get enough. Just can't get enough. Oh. Have you seen so any you, of it? Uh, yeah, Nick, you haven't I, watched any of it. I will. I will definitely do that. Um, usually, I take I take recommendations very seriously on this show. So, like, <laughs> I like when Nate suggested a uh, superstore, went ahead and watched that, and conveniently. Uh, I don't know. I can it like that. <laughs> conveniently, I have Amazon free for or Amazon Prime free. Um, what did I do? Like, I think oh, I, I wanted something shipped and it's like, well, I might as well just get a month for free so I can also get a discount on yeah, just getting it, it shipped to me. It on, you know. So, um, And then funnily <laughs> enough, I was supposed to cancel it on October 12th and then I went to go cancel it. They're like, wait, no, no, no. Uh, here's another month. And I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> you, you got, got me. me. And so, well, that now. Amazon. Yeah, right. And so, I mean, now that I have another month, I, yeah, I might as well. I mean, you guys are speaking so highly of it. And I do like the concept of it, like mm-hmm. us losing and then, you know, what would a world look like? And I, I like generally like, um, like video. I've usually only seen it in video games. I haven't seen it in other but um, do you like the time travel aspect? There's time travel in it? Did you yes, just spoil there's something time for travel. Me? It's no. Oh, okay. It's not because that's a general travel. kind of consensus that's out there in the world, but I won't explain how that works because even right now I'm not sure I completely understand it. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like strictly time travel, it's more um Linear. Yeah, it's like a multiverse, essentially. Right. Oh, okay. Um, and it, that's pretty clear, like within the first episode, because the, yeah, the entire premise is um, based around they find this tape, um, and the tape shows our, the world of our history and our world where we won the war. Oh. So imagine, like, you're in this world where the Nazis in Japan won, and then you see this like 
Whereas this world where like everyone's free and or, you know or reasonably happy, okay. And then okay. the man in the high castle is the. So it's like a bunch of different mm-hmm. dimensions, basically, not just one versus the other. Yeah. Mm, and then okay. they everyone thinks that these tapes come from a guy called the man in the high castle. Oh. This is where the title of the show comes from. Ah, ah, he said it. He said it. <laughs> he said the title. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, it's very convenient that that was your topic because my topic of the day is bingeable shows versus shows that you'd Virtues. rather take your time with. So, like, this is definitely a bingeable show for you guys. Oh yes, I guess sort of, but I I have watched it since season one, so I've had like a year long break in oh, between okay. each season. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it going either way. Like I like it the way that I'm doing it because like it's like every it's first it's a very heavy show. Like yeah. it's uh like there's a lot of messed up things that happen in mature themes. So I like having like a little decompression break in there where it's not like all hitting me okay. at once in a wave. But I could also see you just like knocking them all out and really enjoying it too. So it just kind of depends on the, your mood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what would be a real good bingeable show other than this one for you, Amber? Grace and Frankie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you guys are going to be like, I have no idea. What no, I know. I have a wife, so. <laughs> I also, I listen I to um, How Did This Get Made? And June Diane Raphael is on there. And she's always pimping it out. Grace and Frankie. I think yeah. she's the daughter yeah. of one of the main characters. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, I. Those are the ones that, like, I wait for the new season to drop. Because I'm just going to watch it all in one night. Yeah, right. And see, like, yeah, I, I would say, obviously, uh, for me, um, uh, Stranger Things, like, when season three comes out, I'm probably going to be finished with it the day after it comes out. Um, another one which was actually very surprising was uh, Magic for Humans. I binged that, like, super fast. It was so in- entertaining. But then there's other shows, like, a really good example. Um, I don't want to go on a super huge tangent because I already went on Weekly Grind and complained about the walking dead but the walking dead like i can usually only do one maybe two episodes because it's like i am so far down the rabbit hole that it's like i can't not watch it but then pissed off enough where i can't keep watching it (laughs) so i think everybody's in the same place with the walking dead right right. now it's like i have to keep watching it because i feel committed right at this point but especially i don't know i feel like the season it's going to be weird because for one, like my son is 18. So yeah. when we started watching this show together, he was 10. You know, he was like Carl's Interesting. age. Yeah, yeah. So it was very much a part. I mean, we watched the show. Mm-hmm. Then we watched The Talking Dead. Then we spent another hour afterwards all every Sunday night, like having a big philosophical discussion about humanity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, spoiler alert. Fast forward, um, when Carl died, right? <laughs> it's like we both stopped watching it, yeah, because it was like such a. And I mean, I do still watch it, but yeah. See, and I'm on that just, season right now. It's a very like painful, just drudge. And then the whole thing with Chris Hardwick that happened, and he got removed from The Talking Dead, and now he's back on The Talking yeah. Dead. Like that was just a really weird thing. So I'm glad to see somebody can come back from that because it's like so often you see 
the opposite. And it's funny that the whole James Gunn thing happened, and now we're we're also talking about that, so we might as well. You know what I mean? Like it, it's fun. <laughs> it's well. nice to see that people can come back from instances like that. There's still a huge camp of people out there that will obviously be on the woman's side and say, you know, like, right. well, I believe the woman. Um, I've had to mute some people on Twitter just because I can't handle the rants. Yeah. And I mean, like, I I get it, you know, and it's like it's 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 funny because obviously we have that in, in politics as well because we got the Supreme Court and, you know, Kavanaugh. And so it's like believe the woman or not believe her. You know, like it's it's so weird because then you have like if you compare that to Chris Hardwick, it's like you have a bunch of people being like, oh, where's the evidence? And then uh, Kavanaugh, you have a lot of people being like, oh, well, I believe her. It's like, well, yeah, but then weren't you just talking about how you need evidence with, you know, Chris Hardwick? And it's so weird because it's like there's like two different worlds and you know it's like one's entertainment but one's like it's all a dumpster fire right yeah exactly like it really is it's just a it's just a ton of garbage yeah yeah i mean that's usually why i don't i don't like going that far into the rabbit hole usually but it's like it is very like it is very weird when it would really pay attention ha- enough to be like aware yeah you need to be especially today <laughs> right but um other than that like i i tune most of that stuff out yeah but that's what i going back to the walking dead thing though that's what i think will be interesting about this season i just feel like it's been trailing off for a while and then with everything that's kind of happened over the past few months like and and the writing yeah i mean pretty much everything has just subsided in a way that i'm not sure that i'm on board with character development well i mean in that and it's like we're getting rid of rick it's been like confirmed that rick will no longer be like the show is rick the very first but you know like the episode where he's like it's it's him and maggie like at the hilltop yeah and he i forget exactly what he says but he's basically like passing the torch you know anytime there's some kind of um when he acknowledges the fact that this like the moral compass is changing um i knew then i knew as soon as that conversation conversation took place like okay it's like he's grooming maggie yeah so it's basically like preparing the viewer yeah so like okay this is gonna happen so you need to get on board (laughs) and i hate that about the show itself is that like you have i mean obviously none of us have any control over anything but at the same time it's just like it's just like they do stuff and then it's just like, well, too freaking bad. You know, like, I don't know. There's just so many. I really don't want to get too much in. So the whole thing I was trying to get at is that that is a show that I don't binge because there's just so much to it. It's exhausting. Yeah, exhausting. And then there's other, I'd say there's other situations where it's like a show that maybe um, is like super deep. So it's like, I can't really, even though it's like, I want to binge it. It's like, I don't want to. Cause it's like, sometimes it's like, it makes me think too much. <laughs> so, I mean, as far as things that I frequently re binge is always new girl. Oh yeah. And the it crowd. Oh, okay. Like those are just on constant loop at my house. <laughs> <laughs> me. It's uh right now it's Rick and Morty. And uh, what else do I, 
keep going back to i kind of i kind of sift through uh like american dad and rick and morty um and then yeah i don't know it's usually that's kind of on loop but then yeah i have so many other things that i'm also trying to do so yeah usually i'm pretty good at binging things that are like self-contained you know yeah. so it's just like you could just watch this one episode and even if you don't watch it again for like months when you come back you don't have to be like oh what's happening what's this um, I'm usually pretty good at binging that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, then, is it a binge, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is with me as far as stuff like that, because, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., okay, I'm behind. So, to catch up, I'm going to have to binge, yeah, okay? Yeah, true. Then, it's in all the other Marvel things, like, I'm so far behind, so I have like a whole list of things. And the only reason I made Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a priority recently is because like I know there's going to be another tie-in. So I need to be prepared for that. Speaking yeah. of uh, the Marvel Netflix, do we want to talk about Iron Fist getting canceled? Oh, no yeah. Way. Yeah. yeah they I'm surprised there was two. a season two in all honesty. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought he might have. Yeah. Like, and I was like, what? And I don't know because it's such a connected universe. Like, what does that mean that he's canceled? Does that mean there's like no more Defenders? happening right. or does that mean is he gonna show up like you know how punisher showed up in like uh, uh daredevil turned out to be so popular he got his own series is right. the opposite gonna go happen where <laughs> hey he was right. so unpopular now he's a guest appearance in uh, like other yeah. shows yeah and i mean that that definitely is a weird thing i mean the the whole thing about iron fist is that season 1 sucked. He was the worst part in Defenders. So like I said, I was very surprised that he even got a second season. Like I all I can think is that they already had the money set aside, they had this contract signed, and so they just went for it. And they're like this was their last hurrah. And I mean like I I never watched it. Like I never watched season 2, so like I can't talk about whether or not it was good. Like did you watch the second season? I didn't watch season two. No, I'm behind. I, I uh, need to watch um, Luke Cage season two and yeah. Iron Fist season two. Yeah, see, and I never got through season one of Luke Cage just because, I don't know, like, it just wasn't that interesting. Not a lot was going on. Like, like I don't know. And, I mean, the hugest problem is that, like, uh, Daredevil being so awesome. And then, like, I personally like Jessica Jones season one and – um. And I like Daredevil, so I like Daredevil one and two, and I like Jessica Jones one. But then by the time uh, Luke Cage came around, it's like it started becoming like too formulaic. And it's like at least with like the movies, it's just a one and a half hour, maybe sometimes two hour, you know. And so when something like that's formulaic, it's like I don't know, it's it's more forgivable. But when you have like multiple episodes, there's eight. 10, 12, 13 episodes, all, you know, 40 minutes long. So that's a lot more commitment Mm -hmm. to something that is so freaking formulaic. And so it's, it's, it's a lot less forgivable in, in that sense. I I really think that Netflix needs season three of Daredevil to hit hard. Like, I don't know if you saw the first trailer for it. The trailer for it. Oh, yeah. That but they, I, like, they I, took I, what looks good, or they took what was good about season one, and it looks like they're gonna revisit that. And I just mm-hmm. hope it's in an interesting <laughs> way, because yeah. that is prob- part of the problem that was with uh, the second season of Daredevil is that they tried to set it up like Punisher was the main villain, 
And so then halfway through the season, they switched to the foot or the hand or the finger, the nose. It was the nose. Okay. They switched to the nose and all of a sudden they're the main villain. So it gets very convoluted. And it's like, well, I'm much rather, especially since you never see Punisher as the bad guy, I would have much rather them, um, you know, go down that rabbit hole rather than pull up, you know, a BVS on us. And it's like, Oh no, there's this bigger batter thing over here. So let's work together. Well, do you, you know, uh, like what a backdoor pilot is, right? <laughs> no, come on, man. When you use an established show to set up like a spinoff. So, so like, Oh, so Flash, what they tried to do is stranger sh- things in that yeah. stupid episode that everybody hates. <laughs> so flash showed up in uh, green arrow for a gotcha. couple episodes and then he became gotcha. the flash. And I feel like I, I didn't mind season two of Daredevil. I thought it was pretty good. But it just felt like two backdoor pilots, like, arcs. Mm-hmm, like, the mm-hmm. first was a backdoor pilot for the Punisher, and yeah, the second true. half was a backdoor pilot for the Defenders. And that's just that's kind of the point. vibe I got. Where it was like, instead of focusing on Daredevil and his story, they were like, Daredevil's super popular, let's use this to spin off two other things. Yeah. That's the yeah. kind of vibe I got from that season. Yeah, and see, uh, like, I, I will say this till the day I die. I don't necessarily think that season two was worse. I think it was just as good and in a lot of people's eyes that's what made it worse it's like you need to ramp up you can't but i i've always i've always stated that there's something to say about consistency yeah. keeping it just yeah. as good and then and i don't know yeah i mean well season just... one had that element of surprise of like is exactly. it gonna be good is it gonna be and then it was and then season two came around it's like well if they did so good the first time what are they gonna do this time and there's like oh yeah that what was, could that was possibly good. go wrong <laughs> it was the same thing with guardians of the galaxy 2 in my yeah. opinion where everyone like like loved the first one it was so great so this and the second one, people were like, yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was funny, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So season three, yeah, that looks... Yeah, and see, and I, I love I, Fisk all as... in white, like in the co- classic uh, yep. comic book imagery and just like also like just the um, the symbolism of him pretending to be this pure guy when you know that he's not, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that much more fits. I mean, which obviously they started with that in season one as well. I'm just, I'm definitely interested to see where they take it because his it is monologue good. in season one, the Good Samaritan monologue, oh, yeah, is right. one of the, my favorite, like my favorite performances in any Marvel medium, like movies, TV, like mm-hmm. just that, that speech he gives was like, woo! Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope they go on the right way, and hopefully, if if it does good, hopefully it can be a renaissance. Because there was also, uh, uh, just lost it, Jessica Jones Season 2, a lot of people also didn't like. Um, I started it, I want to say we got like three episodes in, and it wasn't necessarily that we didn't like it, it's just that nothing really connected us, nothing really made us go, oh, we have to watch this. So we kind of just fell off, you know? And especially with, like, a kid or whatever, it's like, you know, you when you do watch something, you really want to be into it. Like, with me and my wife, for instance, you really want to be into it. You don't want to just watch something in the background because it's like you need to treat that time that you're able to watch something and, you know, you need to treat it as precious as possible. So it's like if we didn't, if we weren't into it, we'd just stop watching it. And so, yeah, that's, that's what happened with Luke Cage, Jessica Jones season two um yeah luke cage season two we didn't even start it and that's obviously because we didn't finish season one um and then yeah iron fist i think i literally watched the first two minutes and and i'm like okay 
Um, something like popped on up on something one. popped up on my phone. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like it was like a perfect excuse to be like, oh well, oh no, I have to take care of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat with all the Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. Like I watched first seasons, but then the second seasons, I was just like, eh, I'd rather watch something else. Like there's too much content that, and not enough days, like not enough hours in the day <laughs> to like watch and keep up with everything that you're truly interested in. So yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you have to really carefully pick and choose like you said like when you have time to sit down and be like these are the things i want to you know consume and catch up on right if it's not going to keep your attention you're going to move on to the next thing absolutely yeah so uh chuck what was what was what did you want to what was your topic you're bringing to the table so my topic uh for this week i wanted to talk about will playstation buck the trend of losing after winning the previous generation um, so going back a couple years now, uh, the Xbox 360, the PS2, In the year 2000. <laughs> um, whenever a console generation winner comes to the next uh, generation, they usually have a lot of hubris or a lot of like, yeah, we're great, you know we're great, and you're going to buy us. And they usually turn off their audience and the audience looks for something else. Mm. Um, and I've seen this generation where I thought, even though the PS4 was doing great, I was like, maybe they're going to slip because Xbox is doing all these consumer-friendly things with, like, right. Game Pass, all this customization, all this stuff, you know, and then PlayStation's being like, nope, you can't do cross-play with, uh, with Fortnite. And yeah. nope, you still can't change your PSN names. I was like, maybe this is Not something... Not now, motherfucker! <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. And so then I was like, oh, all of a sudden PlayStation starts changing its tune. Yes. And I think they really pulled away this generation because... They were so games focused, unlike Microsoft, who had that really messy I know what? message. You want to watch cable? Why mm-hmm. not do it through Xbox? Exactly. <laughs> but PlayStation was consistent of like, mm-hmm. here are the games, here are the games, here are the games. But then I was like, oh, but you're being a little tone deaf to what your audience wants right now. Yeah. Yep. So I wanted to see what you all think if with this next generation, if you think PlayStation can still maintain this level of dominance that they're having over this generation or do you think someone like nintendo xbox or maybe even someone else i don't know could steal that momentum yeah i think it's one of its biggest um hurdles for the next season would be its cross play um i feel like that was one of their biggest mistakes as far as saying me like no no I don't want it. You know, it was just such a whiny little bitch thing to say or to do because it's just like you guys are winning. You have nothing to worry about. And let's let's put the numbers aside because first off, they're like triple Xboxes. So let's just put that number aside and let's pretend they're the same or something. The biggest difference between um, Xbox and PlayStation are exclusives. And if you really put, like, if you put Xbox One and PlayStation next to each other as far as, like, hardware, they're pretty much the same. Yes, one might be a little better here, a little bit better there, whatever the case might be. Um, But really, if you put it side by side and you're like, okay, they're about the same price, they're about, or less, you know, we're thinking about, like, maybe PlayStation 5 now. They're about the same price, they are about the same power level, yada, yada, yada. So what do I want? It's like, oh, but PlayStation, they put out constantly 
new and interesting and not even not even like good games we're talking about like these are really great games like playstation doesn't put out a game i mean last guardian being a perfect example they don't put out a game unless it's ready you know and it's like but then on the other side it's like any but anybody else and their dog put out a game and it's like Why'd you put out the game? Because it was the day we said it was going to come out. Like, no, that's not how you treat your audience. That's not what you do. There's so many situations. I mean, mm-hmm. Ubisoft and, uh, oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> um, Ubisoft sometimes. Um, EA is obviously way worse. And um, Activision. But Activision, I don't know. I mean, really, their problem is with Destiny. I've been playing Black Ops, so it's like, I'm so high on Activision right now because it's just like, oh my god, zombies and blackout. <laughs> oh my god, zombies. <laughs> um, um, where was I going with that? Something about... You guys are both like PlayStation people, though, right? Yes. I no, am, I'm more Xbox. I'm, I'm Uber. Okay, I'm an Xbox. Well, I guess I was well. answering for myself, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Uber <laughs> uh, PlayStation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I what was i what was i getting at what was i getting at i was getting at the fact that know. playstation's awesome and oh crossplay that's right um so crossplay um the one thing other than games which is what playstation's gonna have they're gonna have you know all the games and as long as they keep up this momentum which why wouldn't they you know what i mean for playstation <laughs> 5 the one thing that um xbox 2 <laughs> is gonna have is buzzwords they're going to have all these buzzwords that really, if you think about it, don't mean anything to the console itself. It means something to the customers. Backwards compatibility, cross-play. You know, these are buzzwords that if they don't have it and all they're, all they're um, going for is, well, we have all these exclusives. For the n- normal consumer, the person who maybe only buys a couple of games a year, or maybe even just one a year, that's not going to matter. What people are really going to care about is like, well, what about all these games that I bought in the past that just have to throw them in the trash? You know, if PlayStation 5 comes out and for some reason is not backwards compatible, it just doesn't make any sense, you know, because... If Xbox can do it, which granted they're going off of like Windows 8 or whatever. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but (laughs) they're going off of Windows or they're going. So it's similar. And so that's why it's they can run like an emulator so that you can do 360 games, you know. But I would argue that nowadays with um, with PlayStation 4 being a lot more PC like rather than you know, where PlayStation 3 had their stupid core processor and it really just made things harder for a lot of developers. I would say as long as they keep that up, there is no, absolutely no reason why we shouldn't have backwards compatibility, not with just, you know, PlayStation 4 games, but PlayStation 3 games, PlayStation 2. We have this huge lineage and you need to hold that up on a pedestal and tell people you're not just bl- you're not just buying a PlayStation 5 you're buying a PlayStation you're buying a legacy you're you're buying you're buying into the whole Sony brand and that's what they should focus on because if they don't that's just one less buzzword you know and i mean like even like um a parent you know, a parent, they're looking at different things. If they see more bullet points, for instance, 
on Xbox's side versus, you know, a PlayStation side, they were like, well, this has more features. They don't know what they're buying unless they're me, you know, I'm a gamer and, I, you know, I'm very much into everything. But if they're just a normal ass parent who just, you know, goes to work every day and goes home and, you know, if they're just a normal parent, they're not going to know anything but these buzzwords. And that's... But don't you think, like, the the brand loyalty in the console world has already been established? You would think that. But, I mean, but look so at... Many I, don't, I mean, I personally from... don't know anybody that, like, switches. I, I know, know so many people they go who switch from 360 to, to PS4. Yeah, that's... Like 360 yeah. was a dominant... Gener- was dominant that generation. Mm-hmm. And now uh, PlayStation 4 is, so... It's not like, I mean, of course there's new gamers, but it's not like millions of new people just fell from the sky. They're like, oh, now I shall play games. You know, they did switch. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that's what I was going to say. You would, you would think that there is no brand or there's brand loyalty. And I think to a certain degree, I mean, you have like maybe 23 million people who bought Xbox ones. And I guarantee you most of that is because of brand loyalty because then on the other side you have 80 something or close to 80 it's probably like right under 80 so they just rounded up to make themselves look good but anyway so it's like 80 million um on the playstation side and that's more of a advantage than the 360 had over the playstation 3 and Mm -hmm. so i mean it's definitely I mean, right now we're looking at PlayStation 5 having 80 million loyal fans if they do it right. And so, I, I mean, I think especially with um, Sony as well, just because they seem to be the only ones truly going on after like the VR market. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Xbox hasn't really, they're not into it for whatever reason. Yeah, they're like, here, you can have a controller. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, it'll be interesting to see if that continues to develop and that they continue to be the only people really pursuing that outside of PC. The way I can see Xbox, um, not necessarily like pulling ahead or winning next generation or anything like that, but like coming out strong one, they're talking about the project Scarlet, how it won't only be a, uh, a physical box that, that we have now, but they'll also have like a purely streaming platform for Scarlet. Um, yeah. And with that, that's interesting because if you can cut the price of the barrier entry, because it's, you know, it's a cliche thing or it's been said a lot, like buying a system to then buy games is a lot cheaper than just going to the movies and seeing a movie or buying a book and then reading the book. Like right. video games take more investment. So if you can cut down on that investment mm-hmm. and make it better, like that's part of the reason why Fortnite's so popular, as we all know. You can play it anywhere. So that's a thing. And then also... With Xbox reinvesting in their first-party studios, mm. like the rumor this week that they're so close to getting Obsidian, who uh, made Baldur's Gate back in the day, made Fallout New Vegas, all these great games, like with them revamping that up, if you combine that and the fact of like, hey, not only do we have the streaming box, which is way cheaper than a normal concert uh, con- console, sorry, <laughs> you pay this ten bucks a month to get Games Pass, mm. and all these new exclusives that we that we just are making. You get them for free, quote unquote, as part of the yep. ten dollars. Like it's I said, like when you buzzwords, look at that, buzzwords. Exactly. And when you look at that value proposition of like, oh crap, like I spend like maybe a hundred bucks on the box, ten bucks a month, and this guy, this kid, or this person, or this adult, or this you know whoever can just get all these games. Why wouldn't I invest in that? 
Yeah, right. I used to totally be against like that kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. But I guess the less and less real time I have now, it seems like a much better idea. Because how many games do you buy? The older I get. (laughs) Now that I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I'm super old. um, But it's just like how many games do you buy that actually have replay value? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Honestly. And if you think, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and a retail game now, like 60, 65 bucks, whatever. If you were to spend that on Games Pass, that's six months. Yeah. And how many new right, games exactly. are going to be released every month? And so if you look at that, and it's like, well, do I buy this one game that I might play, like you were saying, mm-hmm. for like a week or two, beat it, and then be done? Or do I invest that money in this long-term platform and get to play hundreds of games, potentially? You know. Mm-hmm. And if I don't play them, I don't feel as bad. Because it wasn't that upfront right, value. It's just $10. Yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> and $10, that's how they get I you. mean, that's two coffees, really. Like, how, like, think about it this way. Like, you know, if you have Netflix, Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to say, that's a Netflix. Exactly. <laughs> how often, like, you don't feel bad. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't watch much Netflix this month because I was watching a show on Prime. Like, right. your mind doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're you're absolutely right as far as yeah, you're absolutely right as far as like the you know will it happen if if they get Scarlet and if it works, I think like because the number one thing that in my opinion and a lot of people's opinions, let's just be honest, a lot of what killed the Xbox was just their marketing, and so if they market and more importantly, they're able to prove that it works. You know, because there's still like plenty. Deliver. Yes, exactly. There's still plenty of places in the United States that don't have the greatest like connection. So it's like, you know, how do you advertise to those people? You don't. You can't advertise to them. So then they need to make sure. Not everybody has fiber. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to make sure that you're offering like, okay, you can't stream because you don't have the bandwidth. Well, then they need to make sure that the Xbox, you know, two or whatever isn't so ungodly more expensive if you get like the regular version of it, that it turns a lot of people off. And so then it's like, well, what do I do? Do I buy this Xbox two for like $300 more or do I buy the PlayStation five? which is, you know, a little bit less or, you know, if they if they do the same thing they did with the PlayStation 4, which is they literally $100 less or something, if they pull that off, then it's like, well, I don't have to worry about internet connection or as much, I guess. Because, <laughs> I mean, we're heading into that realm, let's just admit it. I mean, we're heading into that, you know, era where it's like things are going to be streamed. But if the PlayStation can just be like, you know, get a couple more buzzwords on their side and maybe you don't need to stream everything, but they still have the option to stream and they have the right price level. That's what's going to make or break both sides, honestly. Interesting. Yeah, and one thing I could see going for PlayStation's advantage, if they could figure this out, like as we know, they have such a larger lead this generation. If they could somehow retain some of that lead, like Mm -hmm. instead of it being like a completely new generation, because like, Think about it. Like they have eighty million or whatever you were saying, right? Yeah. Sold right now. You really want to start over from zero, you know? Yep, 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 yep. Which is why I thought, like, when the PS Pro and the X were coming out, but I'm like, oh, are we only gonna see iterative consoles from now on? But then yeah. they're like, nope, we're still doing a, you know, PS Five or PS whatever, you know? Yep. So, which is know. just one more reason why they need to make 
it backwards compatible because yeah. what about the people who bought, who didn't buy a PlayStation but they only bought they bought it once the Pro came out? It's just not fair for them to just be like, yeah, nothing in your entire library of a hundred and blah blah games will ever work on the PlayStation Five. It's impossible for them to say that, and especially now that, like I said, it's more compatible. Now that it's more like a PC, it's really just like upgrading your hard drive. Your games are still going to freaking, or they better work on it. So it just, <laughs> it makes more sense to do it that way. And it just, yeah, it would just be a giant shot in the foot. I would like to think that that would never happen. You know, I'd like to put my fanboy hat on and my fanboy shoes and my fanboy shirt and just be like, yo, PlayStation's awesome. And, but no, I mean, there's definitely some worrisome things and it's like, uh, another thing that I, I don't think you mentioned is the fact that you can like lease out an Xbox one for like, what was it? $24 a month? Yeah, I saw that. I, I forgot that. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that they were going to do that program as mm-hmm. well. That's, that's wild. How does that even work? It's, right. Logistically. And like, if you can like a phone, it, it's just like buying a right. phone now. Yeah. You know? Um, and if you calculate it out, like it's not like they add on interest. So it's not like if you went down to your local Rena Center or you know Color Time or something like that, and you leased or you bought it from there, they add on like an ungodly amount of interest. But if you get an Xbox One from the system, it's twenty four dollars a month for two years, and that equals. There's got to be some like hidden. Service well, no, that's yeah, like that's face. what I'm, that's what I'm saying is that there isn't because you also get two years of uh, Xbox Live and two years of Game Pass, and if you add it all up and you you know times it by twenty four months, it equals up to about the same price that you would if you would just buy it up front, and so like. PlayStation's got to see that as a smoking gun because if they don't if they don't react to that in the proper way and they don't try to figure out something similar or even the Scarlet issue like you were talking about Chuck there's two big smoking guns that if they don't pay attention to they're the one that's being shot exactly like I feel like Microsoft is coming out really bold into the next generation. They and have I'm to. worried. They, exactly, have, and they to. have to. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm worried that PlayStation is going to come timid. Yeah. Or, or not like, like maybe late. timid. Exactly. Maybe not timid, but you know, playing Chest it pumpy. too safe. Exactly. Just puffing up the dirt. Like puffing, we won. Boom, 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 boom. And, Just uh, like the crossplay thing. Like yeah. they were the last. Everybody else was like, we're on board. We're on board. We're on board. We're, we're ready. Yeah. I like the meme. They were the only ones that are like, no. I like and I want them both like, to be uh, strong. Uh, I like the meme on like Twitter and Facebook. They let like uh, play together, and it's like the Xbox and the Switch. And then on the blue side, it's like oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes emo PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> fine, I guess. Like that's and a I, that's a horrible way to be seen by like a huge chunk of the community. It's just like right. fine, whatever. All right, I'll do if it. If it'll shut you we'll guys show up, up, if we're gonna make money from yeah, it, yeah, right, yeah. And that, like, that's part of the reason why I um, I chose the title of Bipartisan Gamer when I started doing this kind of stuff is because mm-hmm. I believe in both parties. I think having two parties that have strength, so Xbox, and I know the Switch is in there too, so not to take that away, but I think if they both come with these new creative ideas, it could be great. Like, I would love the idea that Xbox is this, like, goes in a completely different direction than PlayStation and it's awesome. And then PlayStation's in its own direction and that's awesome as well. And I, I just want that competition to stay. I don't mm-hmm. want one, you know, master race overlord 
of gaming. So. so that's kind of what I said about PlayStation and VR, though. If they continue mm-hmm. that's interesting. to go in that direction, I can see them outlasting, even if they're not duplicating what Microsoft is doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense, yeah. To kind of be, you know, be good in their own right about a completely different genre. Yeah, I would imagine that Xbox 2 would have some type of... I mean, like, I think just by the, like, GPCP RAM in uh, Xbox One X, they could run VR. It's just maybe a matter of, like, software and having the right software. So if, It just seems like Microsoft isn't interested in it, though. It, it, really. Which, yeah, that is the weird part about it. Like, I think they got burned they? by the, the Kinect. <laughs> right. They, yeah. I, I don't want anything around me that's a camera related. <laughs> and they want it to be proven, like, because even though PlayStation VR is, like, doing well, like, I don't have one. I don't know anybody in my immediate circle who has and one. Like, we're, we're, we're nerdy enough that we have a video game podcast. And, yes, we talk about other stuff. Do any of us have VR? VR. <laughs> you know? So we're, like, we could be considered the hardest of the hardcore. We don't even have true. one. That's true. Yeah. yeah, we're no kind of funny, but of course they got theirs given to them. Yeah, if I got it's it for freaking uppity bitches. <laughs> I don't know. You don't like spoopy though, and a lot of VRs. Yeah, very spooky you know. in the VR world. <laughs> you couldn't handle it. You can't handle VR, man. You can't hey, handle. Hey, it. man. Hey, turn the frogs gay. I I can play that one with the mouse in the storybook. That's my speed. Yay. <laughs> I played uh, just the other week. I played um, what's it, a job simulator. I had so much fun just like throwing donuts around and like I tried like throwing it up in one hand, catching it in the other, or whatever. And that was on the uh, PSVR. I went over to my uh, sister-in-law. Yeah, sister-in-law. Um, and one of those family members, it's so stepsister. Um, anyways, um, I went over to my sister-in-law's house and her boyfriend had a VR or whatever. So I'm like, uh, we're going to be here a while. Babe. <laughs> like it was, we were picking up, find something to entertain yourself. <laughs> uh, well, I mean like the funny thing is my, my, um, my mother-in-law had our daughter. And so we were just going over there just to, you know, see, Oh, this is where you live and, you know, pick up our daughter and then go home. But yeah, as soon as we got there, I'm like, I'm so sorry, baby, but yeah, we're not leaving anytime soon. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was another like hour, but whatever. But, um, even just that really like simplistic game. And like, I just imagine like if they can figure out the motion sickness, it can, if they can figure, which I didn't get motion sick. Um, uh, but Grant, it really depends on the person. Exactly, I think. like it really does. But if they could figure that out, so that like, uh, because like that was definitely one reason why I didn't jump on that bandwagon from the very get go. Because I was like, am I one of those people? I don't know, you know. So it's like I needed to try it. Now that I have, it's like I could see myself, you know, spending some extra money on it. But it's also just like the setup. Like if I want to play on my PlayStation, if I have ten minutes. I can mm-hmm. just grab my controller, turn it on. That's but true. It, you need to have not only the room. You need like a dedicated space. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> Some people just have holes in the wall. How are you supposed to fit VR in there? Anything else? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, where's this going? And <laughs> we're done. <laughs> and Dunsies. Scene. Dunions. <laughs>
yeah we're being we're being played out everybody so all right so i mean that's pretty much going to be the show for today unfortunately we did not have the comic book book club um i mean let's be honest nobody read it unfortunately um i didn't get a chance nobody had a chance to do it um which is totally wait what i have comic news you have comic news okay yeah um it's just something i found earlier that i was like oh my gosh i have to mention this it's a kickstarter um and i was going to mention this earlier when you're talking about batista because i still only remember him as like a wrestler and yes i say wrestler (laughs) because it's not wrestling okay that's an olympic sport oh but (laughs) but my point is i saw a kickstarter campaign for um rowdy roddy piper is doing a comic series called Uh, the kilted avenger (laughs) rowdy roddy piper's dead no, he's not. I swear that he is. I'm s- okay. Well, then it's in memory. It's a Mandela of effect. Him. Someone, <laughs> someone is doing it, whether he's living or dead. There is some kind of comic campaign. That's kind of cool. To do a Rowdy Roddy Piper, <laughs> the comic Kilted book. Avenger. Yeah, interesting. You it. I should Google it at a later time. <laughs> don't feel like it now um all right so but what we are going to do right now right now what we are going to do is we're going to choose our rando movie of the week what what we're going to do here is amber pick one or two pick what one or two pick one or two yes two two okay two is Netflix. All right. I'm going to click on movies now. All right. Then, um, what was your name again? I want to say Frank. Frank, why don't you go ahead? I'm just kidding. Uh, one through so insulted in my life. <laughs> one through ten, pick a number. Oh, uh, let's go with number six, please. Six. All right. Well, I'm going to go down one. Two, three, four. This is a very scientific process. Four, five, six. Okay, we're six down. Recently added. Okay. And Amber, one through ten. Eight. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh, what is this? What 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 is this? Seven? Seven in heaven. Okay, interesting. Let's let's read the uh, let's read the uh, synapses. Let's read the synapses. No, it's a movie. It's called Seven in Heaven. Two teenagers step into a secret closet and emerge in a terrifying alternate reality. They must find their way back before the door shuts forever. Interesting. So it's like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I guess so, but I think they're going for more horror. Okay, this is this is actually interesting. This is I mean, a Mr. movie Tomlin's I've never heard of. This is a perfect random movie of the week. I've <sighs> never heard of it. So Netflix, Seven in Heaven, is our rando movie of the week. So watch it, and you can discuss it on our Discord. That You can find that at TX3 Productions, and it'll be pinned to the top of our account there'll be there'll be a discord there or in the description of 
or in the description below, or in if you have iTunes, it's also in the description there. Um, and so you can we can discuss it there, and maybe you'll get your comment on the show next week. So that is our rando movie of the week. What was it called again? Seven in Heaven. That actually sounds kind of interesting. Maybe like a trippy, trippy kind of horror or something. So isn't there like a closet game? Like what is that? When it's Seven like- Minutes in Heaven is where you go into. Yeah. yeah, you go into. It's almost like Spin the Bottle. Only you go into a. Yeah, closet. so it's like kind of the same thing. Right. Like that's the premise of the movie, except they, they go in for their seven minutes, and they're really go to another dimension yeah they go into a scary dimension so that seems interesting and i mean uh yeah it'll it'll be interesting that that's all i'll say so you should watch it and you should comment in our on our discord or you can go to our twitter as well amber um let us know what you think about it and i'll I'll let people know i'll give everybody the 411 on your impressions on it too all right, so Amber, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you go ahead and make sure to let everybody know where they could find you and everything? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere, Twitter, um, Insta, all those places that people go to snoop things about people um, at Pure Surplus. So that's Pure Surplus, P-U-R-S-U-R-P-L-U-S. Um, and I'm also starting a podcast of my own very soon yet to be announced, but you can find that pretty much anywhere you would find podcasty things at the careless pod. Sweet. All right. And Chuck, the bipartisan gamer. Yeah. You can find me on uh, Twitter at bipartisan gamer.com, uh, Gmail slash forward slash Insta slash, uh, Snapchat slash, uh, (laughs) Um, uh, my you sign up for my private Snapchat. Um, <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's very. Do they have to pay adults, by the minute? <laughs> adults only in that Snapchat, please. Um, <laughs> so you know, no childrens. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Thanks for having me again. Uh, Definitely. Nick. You can also find him on uh, the Weekly Grind episode one. We had him on there as well. All right. So thank you guys so much for joining us today for Nerd to the Third. And make sure to check us out once again, TX3 Productions. Or you can go on YouTube, Threat X3 Productions. We have videos going up um, throughout the week. And um, definitely going to have some Black Ops stuff coming up soon. So look for that. Also, the weekly grind out on Fridays. I was like, brain fart. The Weekly Grind comes out on every Friday on iTunes and all the other like nine different uh, things is what we have. So look out for that as well. And that's where we just get to talk about, you know, what have we been doing? What have we been up to? So check that out as well. All right. So make sure to join us for our next Nerd to the Third, because on the next Nerd to the Third, we will have Mother Drifter Drifter coming on the show. Um, if you don't know, obviously Nate talks about him all the time. He's a YouTuber. And so, yeah, we're super excited about that. Uh, so check us out on our next podcast near to the third for drifter. Thanks for joining us on nerd to the third where you can always talk nerdy to me. <laughs> <laughs>